Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. Great to have you with us, and a special welcome to those of you joining us on the International Podcasting Network. And, uh, again, some folks in Iraq and uh, Covina. I mean, you know, never oh, know you never where everybody know. is. So we certainly appreciate you being with us. Mike Douglas here, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan. Of course, our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl. And uh, training on the board tonight, Commando Kirk. Yes. Uh, is here, is <laughs> Commando. Here, is here as yes, well. Sir. So, again, we uh, we thank you for joining us. And uh, so much appreciate your support mm. of uh, Lighthouse Live and Advancing Environment Communities. And before we go on, folks, let's uh, check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the five loves of a Jesus freak. Write them down. Hide them in your heart. Here they are. Love God. Love his word. Love your enemies. Love your neighbor love truth sound easy not likely if all that does come too easy for you you're probably not working hard enough on the other hand these five loves should become second nature to any authentic jesus freak if you let god's grace soften your heart one more time love god love his word love your enemies love your neighbor love truth amen jesus freaks radio is brought to you by dc talk the voice of the martyrs in this station. For more, go to persecution.com. And back with you here on Lighthouse Live. You know, Elaine, that is uh, that is so true, <laughs> isn't it? That. You know, yes. Doesn't that ring true? Oh. And it does remind us, friends, as, uh, again, we've had a, a long partnership with the Voice of the Martyrs, how many people across uh, the world are not able to have a program like this. And, uh, you know, we have the privilege uh, here in the Modesto area of gathering as pastors once a week on Wednesdays to just pray. And that's all we do is just pray. Just pray. We that pray a wonderful for an hour at, yeah, yes. at noontime. And there are places in the world where uh, we would uh, have to be afraid of uh, persecution, arrest, uh, perhaps even execution. We are blessed here, and so we encourage you, friends, to uh, keep in your uppermost prayers uh, our brothers and sisters across the world who are being persecuted for their faith. Well, speaking of, uh, well, I guess it's not persecution, but in a, in a way it is, yeah. using the legal system. Uh, remember uh, the whole uh, issue with Michael Newdow and his attack on In God We Trust and trying to have that removed from our coinage. 
Well, Brad Dacus from the Pacific Justice Institute has an update for us now. Brad Dacus, welcome back to Lighthouse Live. And, well, there there seems to be good news, uh, a minor victory here regarding the new Dow case and In God We Trust. Tell us a little bit about what has transpired here in California. Well, certainly, Michael, as, as many people know, you know, Michael Newdow filed this lawsuit to challenge In God We Trust, and we at the Pacific Justice Institute uh, along with the U.S. Department of Justice, are the only ones in court actually litigating this issue. And what with, uh, the Pacific Justice Institute did, uh, along with the other our co-counsel, is we filed a request for the for the uh, case to be dismissed and thrown out uh, because, uh, as far as we're concerned, case law says that their national motto is constitutionally protected. It is not it is not unconstitutional, and therefore, there's no reason it shouldn't be in our money if it's if it's uh, not unconstitutional to have it. Uh, the lower court agreed. The federal judge agreed with us, granted our motion to dismiss. Uh, so that's the good news, that it's just round one. And so uh, we uh, we expect him any day to be filing an appeal to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And uh, when he does, um, we'll be uh, we'll be ready and, and to uh, answer and actually appear in court and make the, uh, make the arguments. Yeah, of course, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is always kind of an unknown element, isn't it? <laughs> it's very, very much so. <laughs> Uh, they'll choose three ju- three uh, justices on the Ninth Circuit uh, to uh, to hear the case, and it's it could be three good ones, three bad ones. Um, who knows? So we'll just have to uh, have to wait and uh, wait and see what judges they'll they'll give us. And then, and I can assure you this: we at Pacific Justice Institute have made a pledge to follow this case and litigate and argue this case all the way to the Supreme Court if necessary. Uh, Brad, we so much appreciate that. Just remember, friends, you can support Brad and the Pacific Justice Institute. Their phone number, one 9129 That's one 9129 And, of course, their superior website, www.pacificjustice.org. Brad, thanks so much. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you. Appreciate it, Michael. You know, Elaine, this is such a wonderful ministry, uh, and, and perhaps we should remind you, friends, that the attorneys that work with Brad do it pro bono. That's right. You know, there are expenses, obviously, as there are with any ministry. There are overheads, you know, that need to be met and such. But uh, the attorneys that take the cases uh, work for free for the cause of Christ, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful ministry. Again, we encourage you to support Brad with your prayers and also financially. Once again, that phone, phone number is one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine one triple eight three zero five. Nine one two nine. We got some opportunities in our own backyard here. We right? do, and we have a great guest coming up right after this. So Amen. stay tuned with us. The Volunteer Center of the United Way, where the American Cancer Society has their Relay for Life, June twenty fourth and twenty fifth at Johansson High School in Modesto, and the California State University Stanislaw in Turlock. Volunteers are needed uh, on the first day of each uh, relay to register walkers and teams, and to also assist with the sales and the setup of luminaries for the evening luminary ceremony honoring cancer uh, victims and also helping out with other activities during the event and on Sunday to assist with the cleanup and tearing down. The Arthritis Foundation needs volunteers to conduct classes for groups of people with arthritis to gain knowledge and skills to better manage and take control of arthritis. a very painful thing. Anyone who has ever Mm, suffered with that uh, just to improve their everyday life. Interactive classes instruct participants on the latest pain management and techniques and the purpose 
an effective use of medications and to develop individualized exercise programs to manage fatigue and stress more effectively. Volunteers should be familiar with arthritis through personal knowledge or a family member with arthritis and will receive training and become certified instructors. That's a great way to meet people and just reach out and uh, establish those well, relationships. Well, that is such a debilitating it thing, is. you know. It is. I was just visiting my mom, you know, this past mm. weekend, and yes. she said, Mike, you were a pain. No, I'm just... <laughs> An arthritis pain. No, seriously. That's that's a whole nother story. That is. Where were we going with this? You know, we were going somewhere where that train. I'll just be quiet and let you finish. (laughs) That train got derailed. Hey, you know, the first T of Modesto, learning life skills through golf program. Now, this would be a fun thing. The program offers clinics, rounds of golf, and outings by providing and encouraging adult to help young people learn and enjoy the game of golf while gaining life skills through the nine core values that represent some of the many positive values connected with the game of golf. And let's check out some of these values. I have absolutely no value on the golf course myself. But check these out, Mike. Honesty, that's a good one. That's a good one. Integrity, sportsmanship, respect, confidence, responsibility, perseverance, courtesy, and judgment. Now, I know my husband golfs, and I've seen a few golfers, and I don't, well, well, just needless to say, you can learn those things, and we can teach them to the children. So they teach those on the golf course? Well, that supposedly. (laughs) No special skills are needed. Teach me how to hit the ball. I'd be content (laughs) with that. Well, you would qualify because you don't have to have any special skills. That's me right there. it's not necessary to know how to play golf. Cool. So training is provided. It's coming up. Interested individuals are asked to attend the program training on Thursday, July 6th at the Municipal Golf Course in Modesto. Now, the mission of the First Tee of Modesto is to impact the lives of young people by providing learning facilities and educational programs that promote character development and life-enhancing values through the game of golf. It can be done because they say it can be done. And that should be a lot of fun to reach out and uh, impact the life of a young person. If you have any questions on any of these items, feel free to call Barbara Borbis. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113, and she'd be happy to hear from you. You know, we were just speaking of uh, opportunities helping young people to learn and part of their educational process, and our guest this week specializes in that as we welcome to the show Linda Bird of the South County Crisis Center. Welcome, Linda, to Lighthouse Live. Thank you so much for having me, and a most gracious welcome. I appreciate it. Well, we're so glad you're here. I know you, and thank you for fitting us into your busy schedule. I know you just returned from a very long trip uh, seeing your son, and I know that was a wonderful time for you. Now, he's stationed in... He is stationed currently in Mildenhall, England, which is an actual Royal Air Force base that is primarily populated right now by uh, U.S. Air Force as well as some Army. Wow. So that was a good time spent there. It had been, what, like a year and a half since? Yes, he's actually been there for three years. It had been a year and a half since I was able to see him. And so it was just an amazing, amazing visit to be with my son, primarily one-on-one. I took my mother with me, so... He he was with his grandmother. He was with Aww. his mom. Uh, he considered himself quite the chick magnet because he was 
<laughs> escorting us around. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard that term, but you yeah, know. Yeah, you know, the Air Force life will change a young man, mostly for the better in my son's case, I must say. Well, that's <laughs> what a terrific blessing for you it was. and for him as well. And, you know, he can listen to his mom because as we podcast, broadcast all over the world, we've had people, Linda, in Iraq listen to the show, people from St. Louis and, and Fresno and all that's over the country. Amazing. So amazing countries as well and so we're just pleased to be able to do that god's been good and he's been good to you he has very much you um, have utilized the gifts and talents and the passion uh, at the south county youth crisis tell us how the lord laid that on your heart linda and exactly what it is you do there and who you serve all right well first things first how in the world did i get into this have you ever been walking down the street not knowing anything not looking for anything and then all of a sudden god just hits you in the back of the head Amen. <laughs> okay that's what happened i was at a chamber coffee meeting like i do every wednesday morning trying to promote my business and all of a sudden an associate of mine comes over and says you need to meet kathy harris she was at that time the president of south county crisis center and they were looking for board members and she and i clicked immediately Within a half an hour, I was the vice president of South County Crisis Center. <laughs> that was fast. That was very fast. It almost even scared me. <laughs> and so it begins. It is just an amazing ministry that I never expected or looked for. It was just one of those things that, that God just unzipped my heart and said, you must do this. Mm. And... It has just filled my heart with love for for the programs that we have, for the people that we serve, for the people that serve with us throughout the community. Don't you find that he prepares you in advance? Can you see how, you know, leading up your life, leading up to that, how he yes. prepared you for what you would be doing? I think so. I have always been fairly involved in the community, a member of Kiwanis, a member of the Chamber of Commerce, mm. a board member on Manteca Youth Focus. But this one, it just hits and it just grabbed a hold of me and it won't let me go. Hmm. So I'm I'm guessing he wants me to stick around there for a while and continue his good work in that area. You know, the challenge is to be available. Right. Isn't it? You know, so many times I think we walk through life and God will open a door. You know, sometimes he kicks it open. Sometimes he gently opens it. Mm-hmm. And especially those ones that he gently opens, sometimes we walk past those because we're not paying attention. You know, but isn't it a wonderful feeling to be right there when you know God's fingerprints are on it and then to watch him work through you to uh, to do some amazing things? It is pretty neat. It's fun to watch. It's fun to step back and watch him work mm-hmm. because Amen. if we can all remember that it's not us doing it, it's him doing it through us. We Amen. are nothing but his tool and nothing right. but his his creation and so it has to all the glory has to go back to him yes. and if we can remember where it comes from then success is yeah, his yeah. well right. said south county crisis center linda where is it and why does it exist south county crisis center is at 609 east center and that is in Manteca. Manteca. Mm-hmm. In Manteca. It has actually been there for a number of years. It started out as a women's shelter, women who were victims of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. We don't shelter so much anymore because the space is quite limited. 
We have gone another direction. We understand that in order to break the cycle of domestic violence, not only must you care for these survivors, but you must educate them. Mm. You have to let them know that there are other choices out there that being beaten or being verbally abused is not something you have to put up with. And there are ways to reach these people and ways to show them and to teach them that it's okay to say no, that there are other avenues to resolve these problems. In a lot of these households, boundaries have been some of the problems from the beginning. And, is, and without education, I would imagine that that cycle can repeat itself. Different people, maybe, but This a is a cycle. generational problem. As we yes. look grandparents to parents to the younger generations and on throughout the cousins and uncles and aunts, you see it just a preponderance of this type of behavior because that's how these people grew up. Mm. And they just don't get it that it is not normal for daddy to beat mommy. Amen. That it doesn't have to be that my big brother is beating up my little sister. Or I go to school and I watch the bully next door, you know, beat up his classmate. They don't understand that that's not normal life. Mm. Domestic violence is almost a household term. Mm-hmm. And, and defining that, it can be... All sorts of things. You mentioned daddy beating up mom mm-hmm. and those kinds of things, but it includes several th- things. Domestic mm-hmm. violence can be physical mm-hmm. as well as verbal. Of course, the biggest scars we see are the emotional scars. Mm-hmm. If a young man had seen his mom be- being beaten, you don't understand what his feelings and reactions are. If a little girl was molested by somebody in her family, it is just astronomical the problems that she will have later on and domestic violence also crosses all social barriers all ethnicities Mm -hmm. we have people coming to us for for help anywhere from the absolute homeless people not even having a car to live in to rather large community figures so it just it knows no bounds Mm. Absolutely. And and the domestic violence that you've seen, Linda, um, lots of people come through your doors. Let's talk about a typical day if there is one, uh, maybe how you would uh, open up and, and uh Um, begin to help someone and to serve someone in that situation? We have uh, different protocols for different types of situations. The most common right now is the female coming through the door saying, I've just been beaten up, what do I do? The first thing we would do is make sure that she does not or gets the medical attention that she needs or doesn't need. Then we call in the police if that is something that she chooses to do or that we find necessary. We are what's called a reporting agency. So if there has been any type of <clears throat> excuse me, sexual abuse or anything like that, then we are bound by law to report that. One uh, instance comes to mind where our receptionist came to work one morning at 9 o'clock and behind one of the bushes was a young woman who had been raped. Mm. And she had nowhere to go. She was scared to death. So she was hunkered down behind the bush because she did not want the person to be able to find her. Sure. So we we ushered her in. We got her some medical attention. And because she was so fearful for her life, we got her out of the geographical area. 
Now, does that mean you're going to be working with similar types of uh, organizations in other places? How, how, do, how, do, how do those connections work? We will often refer homeless people, homeless survivors, I call them survivors, I don't call them victims anymore, mm-hmm. to Stockton's Women's Shelter. There are some places here in Modesto. When you look at South County, there are only about 26 beds available for a homeless person, regardless of their physical circumstances. Mm-hmm. Those beds are full all of the time. Wow. So what we will do is if we can't find them immediate shelter, we have a voucher program where we will put them up at the Manteca Hotel for uh, maybe as long as three days but for, until we can get them somewhere else. And we take we take that responsibility on ourselves to make sure that they're cared for. The first 72 hours after a person has been abused is absolutely critical. That's when they decide that maybe they need to go back because they're too afraid or they don't know anything else. So if they have a support system around them for that time, we have a better chance of success of making that person a survivor and, and shattering the cycle. Well, I would imagine some of the dynamics, too, especially if uh, the woman uh, perhaps is not working, uh, that you know, if, if she decides not to go back or decides to prosecute, what goes through her mind is, hey, it, it's bad, but I have nowhere else to live, I have no other yeah. income, and all these things start to come into play. How do you, uh, how do you help open up that? that mind to new possibilities and, and, and new hope. We have a workshop that we do monthly. It's called, called Shattering the Cycle. Mm. The first mm. part of it is a, a talk just on that, that you've gone this far. There are other things that you can do. Stick with us. We will show you the ropes if you choose to let us. The middle part of that is a financial part. A lot of these survivors have been controlled for most of their lives. Mm -hmm. They don't know what a checkbook looks like. They don't know how to act when they go into the bank. They've had no money at all of their own. So we let them teach them the very basics, what type of identification is needed at a bank. The third part of this Shattering the Cycle workshop is Mm self-esteem. And what may surprise you, I know it surprised us, is that we seem to think of these survivors as victims, the poor downtrodden. But you know what? These people, this is the strongest moment of their lives a lot of times. They are proud of themselves Mm. if they get to this point because, by golly, they're not going to let their kids go through this or they've been hurt enough. And all of a sudden, you can see some strength in there. And if you can coattail onto that strength and grab a hold of it and let it grow... It's it's amazing. It's just amazing to watch. Well, it's being channeled in the proper directions through uh, people like yourself and the organization there at South County Crisis Center. Because so oftentimes, I know you've probably seen this too, Linda, where they go back. It's They're, an incredible yes. thing that happens, mm-hmm. and they'll take this abuse. And how can someone who loves me so much do this, but mm-hmm. yet they go back? They go back time after time after time. The recidivism is just heartbreaking. But you know what? Our job is not to judge. Mm. Our job is to be there each and every time they need us. 
there are instances where these people will come back three or four times. And you know what? That's okay because part of our mission statement is a non-judgmental place of safety. I love that. And we we truly believe that. Mm-hmm. The only time we would look a little sideways is at somebody. There are, there are types of people who will use the system mm-hmm. for their own gain. And we can pretty much tell if they've been through this before and they're just going through the ropes just to get the next meal without really wanting to better themselves. And we will try our hardest, but we also, again, we want to make it non-judgmental. We want it to be welcoming. That is so, such an important piece. And, and also speak to the safety. You know, this, this lady that you found in the bushes, mm-hmm. it was important to her, wasn't it, to know that she had a safe place to go to? Absolutely. Um, she needed safety. The children that we see, they need to feel safe. That might be the only time in their young lives that they have truly felt safe because maybe they don't feel safe in their home. So we have to make sure that they understand that whatever they tell us, is absolutely confidential. Records don't go anywhere other than our reporting responsibilities and that we are there for them. We try and make them feel like they're the only client that we have that day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And specifically gear our mindset and our activities to their particular situation because perhaps they need counseling so we will get them to valley community counseling perhaps they need food okay we'll go to second harvest and we'll get them some food if they need a house if they need doctor whatever it is that they need we have a list of resources that we refer them to and then of course offer them any one of our classes or workshops so regardless if they have a job or not as pastor mike was saying earlier Earlier, you can provide those resources and assure them that they will be taken care of. Absolutely. That is so awesome. What are the age differences, the youngest and the oldest that you've seen come through the doors? The youngest I've seen, I had a nine-year-old mm. uh, young man beat his mother oh, wow. to the point where the mother needed a trip to the emergency My room. Goodness. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then a couple of weeks ago, I talked to a grandmother who um, had a seven-year-old granddaughter raped. So, again, it, it runs across all social classes, all age groups. You know, and I, I'm sure that you see the elderly people as well. Uh, we come across that in, in AVC. We serve a lot of the elderly and disabled uh, people of the community. And, and that's, a, that's a big thing, too. And, mm-hmm. and re- being a reporting agency, I'm sure that you've seen your share of that. Yes, the elderly, they're, they're a group in and of themselves mm-hmm. because, again, chances are they've grown up with this. They don't know any different. And perhaps their mindset might be, okay, I'm too old. Um, what what good is it going to do me? Mm-hmm. So again, we have to turn that back around and say, yeah, but okay, now you found the strength to do it. So let's go on forward from here. You know, the Lord gives us our emotions and anger is one, Linda, that you see expressed in inappropriate ways. And I know that you guys are doing a lot to teach and instruct on anger management. Can mm-hmm. you speak to that just a little bit? The, the most amazing program that I've seen us put on is our Saturday school. In our high schools, what will happen with the students who have broken rules from anywhere from cutting a class to being caught with a knife on campus in their punishment is to go to Saturday school from eight in the morning until noon. And it used to be at Manteca High School that what they would do there is their homework. 
or twiddle their thumbs or listen to their iPods or, you know, whatever. Well, what we have done is we've partnered with the uh, Manteca Unified School District, and we've gone in there and said, we're going to make this something that these kids can walk away with. We give them journals. We have them have speakers, um, anger management, conflict resolution, gang awareness, drug awareness, people that have been in prison come back and speak to these kids. And it's so cool because at last count, we were doing about 140 kids a day. I mean, a a week, every Mm -hmm. Saturday, about 140. Mm -hmm. And maybe only 100 of those kids had to be there. We're actually getting kids now to come in at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning who want to be there. That's terrific. Isn't that great? Isn't that amazing? That is awesome. And then, of course, we do offer anger management for teens. We offer them for children, um, boys and girls separately, and then our adult anger management classes mm. as well. They grow up seeing the older people around them expressing their anger in various ways, and, and it just becomes uh, a condition for them, and they think that that's the right. way to do that. Their heart becomes hard, mm-hmm. their their mind becomes hard, and unfortunately their fists follow suit. They just lash out at anybody or anything. You know, in, in light of all that we've shared this far, violence in any form is the worst form of anger expressed, I think. And for those who've experienced uh, the domestic kind, it's... It's almost hard to put into words. And Chris Rice sings as as though he senses some of the emotions involved. Here's a song. It's called Spare an Angel on Lighthouse Live. And we'll be back with more right after this. Found her staring at the rain And asking why it has to hurt so bad Where's the limit to the pain her heart can take before it breaks in I wanted to be strong enough to hold her and show her the way but she's so far out of reach and now all I can do is pray can you spare an angel tonight and a little help from Cause somebody's lost down here Let him wing his way through the dark Carry some of your love into my heart Can you spare an angel? Spare an angel Spare an angel She wanders further in the dark Feels the cold, hears the thunder cry While the rain keeps pouring down Her only answer from the lonely sky She has no idea how much you love her Or how much you care Would you choose one of your best To be the answer to my prayer Can you spare an angel tonight Send a little help from your side Cause somebody's lost down here Let him wing his way through the dark Carry some of your love into her heart Can you spare an angel Spare an angel 
Live along with Pastor Mike Douglas, Elaine Harlan, and our very special guest, Linda Bird from the South County Crisis Center. You know, I was just thinking, wouldn't we want to just spare them all? Spare everyone uh, all the hurt and and that they have to go through with domestic violence and and all of that. The Lord tells us, uh, he says, behold, children are a gift of the Lord. And, you know, you just want to make people wake up and, and realize that, don't you, Linda? And, you know, I I have to fight the instinct once in a while to just bring them home with me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. let me take care of them. But that doesn't help them. They need to learn how to take care of themselves. Well, and let's talk about that a little bit, Linda. I mean, when, when you go into any type of uh, an activity of ministering to others, you must erect boundaries for yourself and christ did that he you know he went away with his disciples and sometimes he went away by himself Mm and uh sometimes that's hard what kind of boundaries especially in what you're doing where there's a high emotion a lot of stress sometimes and some some pretty awesome things at stake what do you have to do to create some boundaries so that you stay uh emotionally and and physically healthy as well I pray. Um, God has to put those boundaries inside because Mm. if it's not there, you will absolutely go overboard. You will burn out quickly, as a lot of volunteers will do anyway. Mm. Uh, The hours that are put in by myself and and our volunteers are just enormous. Mm -hmm. And you just have to step backward and let God do his work. And like I said before, this is God's work. He's just using us and we have to keep that in our brains and in our hearts. South County Crisis Center in Manteca. How many people are on staff, Linda? We only have one on staff right now. One on staff. And so volunteers are a really really important important part. Very, very much so. A lot of, uh, we have a working board of directors and by working I mean they just don't show up once a month for a meeting if we have a community fundraiser or a workshop and we need help they are right there and right now our board of directors equals about 15 people that Mm. is terrific yes it is absolutely well you know speaking of volunteers linda um what kinds of things do they do how many do you need and how can we encourage people who are listening to this broadcast to become involved 
first, um, since this goes everywhere with your iPod <laughs> broadcasting yes, or whatever it is, <laughs> I would ask again for prayer. That's our yes. most that's our oh. most important daily help that Indeed. we can all have. So right. prayer would be number one. If you are interested in our parenting program or our anger management, whether adults or kids, give us a call. We'd love to have you. If you can think of some other type of workshop, maybe from your own personal experience or something that you have seen that we don't have, we are open to all types of ideas. What's the phone number, Linda, where people might call? It's area code 209-824-0586. That's 209-824-0586. Correct. And the training that's involved... uh, doesn't require a lot of time. Not really. It it involves a heart for what we're doing. It go. involved some uh, some experience. Um, we actually have we're in we're in contact with a gentleman in Stockton, and he is going to help provide us with a men's parenting class. Mm-hmm. And this is specifically geared for men who maybe have been incarcerated, had been in prison, or have been in, estranged from their children, and they right. don't quite know what to do. You're not going to find that in too many other places. So again, step out of the box. If you yes. if there's a need out there and you feel a little pinprick in your brain, call us or your heart. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll we'll use you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love- pinprick in my brain and it all came out. I think <laughs> my problem. But that's what happened. That's, that was that I pain your what, mother spoke of. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Linda, we always ask this because how are you funded? Now you talked about some events coming up and maybe some fundraisers because that's an important piece of, of what happens, isn't it? It is an important piece and it's getting more important all the time mm-hmm. as expenses increase and there are only so many community involvement dollars to go around and our funds right now come from our fundraisers we have some uh, some county funding because we do help people in South County and that's South San Joaquin County and that would entail Lathrop Ripon um, Manteca Tracy so there there is some funding we are also asked for some United Way grants there are some Kaiser grants out there my vice president Dave Bricker he's actually our grant writer so he's very good at that. So if God is asking you to open your checkbook, that would be fine with us as well. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to step in here just a minute on, on this subject, because, friends, you know, in, in the Christian community, especially in the Western church, we have become so used to giving it to someone else to take care of. That's right. And, you know, well, government will take care of it, or the United Way will take care of it, or, you know, this foundation over here will take care of it. You know what? God wants his people to step up to the plate That's right. and to make these things happen. And, friends, here's a wonderful opportunity to support what God is doing in a dynamic way to reach a population. And really, many years ago, it was a pretty much a silent population. I think we, we're not where we need to be, Linda, but we've made some progress. And the fact that we have an agency like this and the fact that people do show up on your, on your doorstep is a testament to that. But friends, as a Christian community, we need to fund things like this. And I would just encourage you to uh, not just look at what you have left 
left over, but respond to what God may be telling you today as you listen to the wonderful work that they are doing and respond to this, because I think it would be a great thing if ministries like this didn't have to worry about grants. They just had to think about the body of Christ responding and funding what God needs to do here. This should impact the body of Christ in a great, great way. And a lot of people, Linda, sometimes I know think, well, I don't really have that much to give. But you know what? A little bit goes a long way, doesn't it? It does. We had a fundraiser called the Bakeless Bake Sale. and The what, Bakeless, uh, bakeless Bake that's, Sale. That's, that's okay. the kind I should probably go <laughs> yep. to. No mess, no fuss. <laughs> Low <laughs> calorie. <laughs> it was go. a stroke of genius. One of our board members came up with this, and instead of asking people to bake cakes or cookies, just give us a check for $5, mm-hmm. which would cover all of the ingredients mm. and still come up with with what we needed. It was phenomenal. $5, it, it goes a long way when there are a lot of $5. You know, you could actually do a step up from that and have the non-steak and lobster sale. And that, hey, you know, that, that, would, that works uh, for that, me. That, that kind of ramp it up a little bit, <laughs> wouldn't it? Absolutely. You know, what's today's market price? You know, what, 36 bucks a plate? That'd be great. Yeah, that'd Linda, be fine. people wanted to donate to this no-bake sale. Uh, is there an address where they could send uh, their Sure, checks? they can send it right there to South County Crisis Center at 609 East Center Street in Manteca. Okay. And the zip code there is 95336. That's 609 East Center Street, Manteca, California, 95336. And since we are podcasting all over the place, we invite people all over the place to get involved. I'm sure you've seen that as well. And probably would like to see more of that. You bet. We're with Linda Bird of South County Crisis Center, and we'll be back with lots more right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, Thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. 
we network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. ABC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. ABC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. ABC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. ABC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do no donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live, Mike and Mike and Elaine. That's your name, isn't it, Pastor Mike? Hey, you can, you know, they, <laughs> I'm sure you've been. They colors. call me anything. <laughs> I'll answer to that. Loosely translated, that's Pastor Mike, <laughs> Elaine Harlan, and our special guest Linda Bird from the South County Crisis Center. We are so excited about the fact that we are podcasting all over the place. And to pick up on that, you can go to our website. That's at www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrant communities.org click onto that little red flashing gizmo and it will take you to <laughs> that's the, a very that's a technical <laughs> term, technical for, term yeah. for that thingamajig hit the red flashing gizmo <laughs> check out the opportunities uh, there are to serve and there are many and our daily updates and praises and things that we're doing here within advancing vibrant communities and I just want to let you know the red flashing gizmo was my idea <laughs> well good I'm I'm glad I get a little star for that came up I? with that yeah. you know you're not such a pain after <laughs> I have <laughs> some use here, I think. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we need to take one of those classes. I don't know. That's a conflict would. resolution I'm, class you know, in mind. Yeah. I'll bring it to you. It's, it's, a great, it's a great thing, Linda. And I'll tell you what, um, was reading through the, the material that you gave to us. And violence doesn't have to be a lifestyle, does it? No. You want to talk about that a little bit. We can break that cycle. That seems to be exactly what our mission is with South County Crisis Center, is to shatter that cycle. 
and shattering is itself in itself a violent word, but it's what people understand. It's what catches attention. Mm-hmm. And if we can get to these kids through the high school or even elementary school age and start teaching them as they're coming up that there are different ways to handle these emotions, different ways to get through the day without bullying your neighbor, then we can break that generational that generational chasm of things just flowing downward. You know, that that's such a, a neat thing because modeling is so critical. And, you know, it's not always a positive model. And a kid that grows up and doesn't see anything different really has no other uh, picture to look at. Mm-hmm. He or she doesn't have anything to uh, to work from. And breaking that chain, uh, Linda, with, without Christ... How do we do that? You I mean, don't. you don't mm-hmm. do you? You really you God's got to be in it. Yes, God has to be in it. Mm. That's why we are so grateful that our president likes the faith-based community yes. organizations. Oh. We were always a little leery of how we promote God and his work inside of a county-funded center because Mm -hmm. we do accept county monies as well as state and federal. So we do have to be careful. But we just go on and do what we do and we give him the glory and pray to him. And so far, our doors are are being kept open. You know what we found here at Advancing Vibrant Communities, Linda, is that God is opening those doors with government left and right. And, And the problem that I see now is not that government is not willing to work with the faith-based community. It's the opposite thing. The faith-based community has to be ready mm-hmm. to walk through it's that door when thing, government says, hey, let, let, let's go. I think it's just a wonderful time to be in ministry because God is just working in tremendous ways, kicking those doors and providing those opportunities with government of all places. You know, and maybe we have to build in ourselves our own level of trust has to come mm-hmm. up because mm-hmm. perhaps we don't trust the government or sure. whatever those issues are. But if God is opening those doors, we we talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Don't let it creak open and so that you walk by it. Hey, pull it to to you. You'll know mm-hmm. if it's not God's Seize based. that opportunity. Exactly. You know, working with the government. How about the school? Linda, have the doors opened up just a little bit for you guys to actually go into the schools and address some of these issues with the young people? Just a little bit. It has been most difficult Mm. to get the schools. That's why we are so excited at having Manteca High School uh, behind us. Uh, The dean of students there, Linda Cumbie, was the first to actually understand what it was that we're trying to do. And tonight is actually one of my board meetings, and it's going to be giving us some facts and figures of how successful that program was so that we can then go into other schools and say, look, let us in. Let's let's try this. Just give it a shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But schools are most difficult to get into, mainly a confidentiality. You're, you're messing with people's kids, and mm-hmm. they have to be oh so careful in that area. Absolutely. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier, uh, Linda, about um, going into the schools and the volunteers and getting involved in that sort of thing. Speak to the person. And and I know you see a lot of females come in and going through the domestic violence, but there are also males who are recipients of that. Actually, we have some men that walk through our doors, not very many. And again, we are a non-judgmental mm-hmm. place of refuge for any survivor of domestic violence, male, female, child, adult. And a lot of our court-based referrals 
are men that really? are dealing mm-hmm. with their anger issues, mm-hmm. that perhaps their probation, as a, as a factor of their probation, they have to take an anger management course. So we are absolutely receptive to men as well as women. I know you've seen some lives change and be turned around for the better. you have any specific stories? Not mentioning names. but No, we can't mention names, no. but it is pretty amazing. There was one young lady that came in. She has, I can't remember if it was two or three children. And she had been beaten regularly by mm. her partner. Mm-hmm. And then he raised his hands to their children, and that's when she got out. She came to our Shattering the Cycle workshop two different times. And the last time I spoke with her, because we tend to have an emotional bond and our clients come back to us. She was working. She was still living at a shelter, but she was had a paycheck. Her children were going to school. Mm-hmm. They were clean. The, she was learning or relearning a better life for her kids. So, you know, if we reach one out of ten, if we reach one out of a hundred... Yes, that's wonderful. Amen. Now, as you're dealing with the the woman, the mm-hmm. mom, mm-hmm. okay, what do we do? Do you also work with the kids? I, w- I would imagine that uh, that's kind of like clapping with one hand, you know, as Absolutely. far as the family. You, you have to have something. You have to uh, treat their trauma, right? Absolutely, because they have been horrified by what they have seen their right. mommy go through yeah. or mm-hmm. their sister go through or their brother go through. So, yes, what the first thing that we will do with the younger kids is separate them from mom, not physically. We want, want them to be able to see her mm-hmm. because we don't want them to be any more afraid. But as she is telling her story in an emotional manner, We want to make sure that the kids, their minds are busy with crayons. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? What can we do for just the time being while mom -hmm. mom is being Mm -hmm. taken care of? And don't worry, mom isn't going away anywhere. And then we put them all together and get them in a a car somewhere and get them (gasps) off to safety. Mm. Linda, for the person, be it a male or female or a child, who is being abused and experiencing domestic violence right now and Can you speak to that person who may be listening and and just let them know what they can do? The first step that they can take right now would be what? The first step that you could take right now is to give us a call. Call us at 824-0586. Do know that even though we may not know who you are, we're praying for you every day. Find the strength to come in. Let us help you. Let us talk to you. We will help you through your issues. And we will find a way. We'll find a way for you to come to some sort of resolution, to some sort of solving of your problem. It's going to be safe. It's going to be non-judgmental. Absolutely. Those are the, the two most important words of our mission statement, non-judgmental and safe. I would imagine probably the the biggest step is that first one That is just picking up the telephone. That right? is the most frightening step for mm. most yes. people. A lot of people will pick up the phone, and as soon as we answer it, it's a hang-up. Really? And so we know that within probably the next 10 or 15 minutes, the phone will ring a couple more times before they actually find their voice. Mm. People out there, find your voice. God has given you a voice. Yes, yes. And use it, please. Use it to, to better your life, to better the lives of those around you, especially your children. Now, Linda, what about the family member? Maybe it's the child. Maybe it's a... Um someone else, an extended family member of the home who's witnessing that they are they are 
traumatized and victimized in a different way, but it's not they're not taking the direct hit, so to speak. Um, what can we do to encourage them to to step out and, and do something to break the cycle? We have had many instances of that. It, I'm not being abused myself, but my niece is. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Right. So we will give them guidelines, give them resources. You know, call call the police department. Find out what you can do to stop that. Is it a um, CPS issue? Is it something where the children need to be taken away from their parents for a time? Go to Valley Community Counseling. Linda, speak to, if you will, the person who's doing the abusing, the perpetrator. God will forgive you. Mm-hmm. Keep him in first and foremost. I don't know where you've been. I don't know why you're like this. But please get down on your knees and pray, and God will forgive you. And come to us. Let us help you as well as the abuser. We understand. We can see that perhaps it came from generations above you. Don't let it go to generations below you. Let us help you. There are classes and courses and instruction for you as well. You bet. Linda, we're uh, bumping the clock a little bit, but uh, can you share with us, uh, people listening, any uh, prayer requests that you would have from your heart? What kinds of things would you have us pray for and think about doing? Pray for bravery for these people who Mm. are living this way, that they understand that they don't have to live this way. It's a choice, and a different choice can be made. And also, uh, Linda, what what kinds of things are you looking uh, toward in the the future as far as events, maybe raising uh, money to support the organization? Manteca has a wonderful tradition called the Pumpkin Fair. That sounds like fun. It is. It's a great time. <laughs> Look for our booth. That's going to be one of our major fundraisers this year. And I don't know exactly what it's going to entail, but by golly, we will be there. <laughs> <laughs> and again, folks, if you want to contact the South County Crisis Center in Manteca, you can do so. Again, the telephone number is 209-824-0586. A very important number to keep uh, posted on your refrigerator, by your telephone, in your wallet. Take it with you in your purses, in your school books or whatever. 209-824-0586 and they're located at 609 East Center Street in Manteca. Now that's for the Manteca area. What would you suggest for people who may be listening outside of that area, Linda? Are there places that where people can go. Uh, in Lodi, there is Lodi House. In Stockton, you have the Stockton Women's Shelter. Unfortunately, in Tracy, we are it. There, there mm. just aren't that many places out there. Well, Linda, we just thank you so much for sharing your time and, and all of your wisdom and experience with us here tonight. Linda Bird from the South County Crisis Center. We just want to thank you for uh, being here with us. It brings to mind a, a scripture that uh, I read recently in Psalm. It's Psalm, the, the 10th chapter, and in the 17th verse it says, O Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou wilt strengthen their heart. Thou wilt incline thine ear to vindicate the orphan and the oppressed. The man who is of the earth may cause terror no more. That would be our prayer, wouldn't it? Oh, that's perfect. Thanks for listening wherever you are. May God continue to bless you as you reach out and love your neighbors as you love yourselves. Until next time, good night.